evil? And if ye offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person, saith the Lord of hosts? Now, I read King James. I just really want to bring this home, put it in common language right now. New Living Translation on that one for me, please. When you get blind animals as sacrifices. Now, hold on. Wait a minute. Now, you done took the little, little uh, runt of the litter. Now, Brother Mike, Big Mike over there, he raises dogs. And he can probably understand this better than us. You know, I can ima- I'm not a, a dog breeder. But I can imagine in the litter, it probably got a little runt in there, you know, a, a smaller one, you know, and he, he sells dogs. Now, you're making money off those dogs, right? He, he's not just doing this. You know, some people just love dogs, got insurance. Uh, my aunt has insurance on her little dog. I was thinking back when I was growing up, our dogs, you got a bowl of water and some dog food and, you know, God bless you. <laughs> but, you know, my aunt was just a whole other story. That dog's like a child to her. I mean, she got insurance on him. Dog be walking around wearing little sweaters and everything else. You know, <laughs> so that's just, you know, and that's, a, that's, a, that's my aunt of the other persuasion. So, <laughs> read between the lines. So, but, you know, growing up in my house, we didn't do all that for dogs. Dog, you, you, if you make it in by the mercies and grace of my daddy, you know, he might, if you, you got to be really bitter cold or some really bad weather. You know, your house was that dog house that was out there and had a little piece of carpet on the inside of it. And that dog, he made it through. Boy, that dog was, he, we had a dog, he was about that life because I'm telling you <laughs> what he had to go through. But there's, what I'm saying is there's always in the, in the litter, you know, there's this, the dogs that you probably can see that are going to be worth something. You know that one's probably going to make you some money, you know. And then you see the other one that's over there like, yeah, You know, now that one, we'll, we'll see if some little nice lady come by and feel sorry for it. And, oh, he looked like an old sock. And he'll, she'll take him in and say, oh, that's a cute one. You know, and, and so what I'm saying here is within our own means, or let's go even in the Old Testament times. They're looking around the flocks, and they got the good prized possessions in the flocks. They got the nice sheep, this, the fat sheep, the big sheep, the one that's going up and just taking all of his mama's milk. And then you got the other one that's just getting knocked over. He can't even find a nipple ever. He's just getting knocked around. He's blind in one eye. And that's the one they say, well, we can use that one to sacrifice that in the house of the Lord. Ain't that sad? You know, in other words, we're just giving God anything that we don't want, just discarding whatever, you know, and giving God whatever you don't want. And, you know, here, you know, here recently within this church, um, well, about a couple weeks ago, we had a, um, the, our garage sale. And I remember that. that was, I'm going to say this. That was good. That's a good thing. But there's a mentality that I don't want us to have. Now, here, what's the, anybody read between the lines? The mentality is, is that we just give God from our surplus. What's that mean? Our surplus is we got so much stuff that the stuff that we just been sitting here that we don't need it really ain't costing me anything. I didn't even realize I even had it. But mm, since I really don't need it, this is what I'm going to give God. You know? Now, listen, that was a great thing what we did. But what I'm going to fight against is the mentality where we're just giving God any old thing. We can't, we can't afford to do that. There are some things, it ought to be a sacrifice. Y'all know there's a difference when you offer God a sacrifice and then when you just offer God out of your surplus. Anybody want to talk about it? Has anybody ever given God sacrificially before? Mm. Ooh, where, you, you know, you didn't feel like it and it kind of hurt you. It wasn't convenient for you to do that. We talked about the parable of the uh, Good Samaritan. You know, you didn't have it budgeted in to be a help to that person 
Oh, and you saw the need. And then you, you thought about the scripture. If you shut up your bowels of compassion, how dwelleth the love of God? Oh, and it was just, oh, you know, good. Well, you had set that money back for something else. And here that person comes in with that need. Come on. That's a, that's a sacrifice. Now, it's a whole nother thing. When you got eight suits that, you know, you done lost weight. You can't even wear them suits no more. <laughs> you was trying to give them out to Goodwill anyway. And then you saw a little brother that was about that size. And then you gave him them suits. There's a whole difference, all right? Now, what I'm telling you is that God wants some sacrifice from us. Y'all hear that? Everybody quiet when I say sacrifice, you know. Come on. But God is expecting something from us. He's expecting you to serve him in in convenient times and also in inconvenience. Serve me when you feel like serving me, but even when you don't, feel like serving me, you still got to serve me. Can I get an amen from one person that's been walking with God for a little while? Come on here. Uh, you know, it's, it's, some, it is, it's too many fair weather saints. You know, I'm telling you, within every ministry I've worked, you know, and let me say this, I've, I'm looking back over my uh, tenure of, of just being in, in, filled with the Holy Ghost, I believe that I've done almost every ministry within the church, uh, just about. I remember when I first got to this church, I don't, Brother Brian don't remember this, but I was, I worked the cameras. They showed me how to do the cameras. So I've done a little bit in there. I, I guess I never did the soundboard, but they even showed me how to turn off and on that. I wasn't proficient. I must not say I wasn't proficient. We need Brother Brian. Praise God for that. Sister Angie back there. We need you. Amen. But I know how to turn the thing on and get a little sound if we need it. Amen. I worked in the camera rooms. Sitting back here in Bible class, we had cameras back there. Now they got fancy cameras, don't even need them. You know how they just giving jobs to everybody, giving jobs to machines now. Don't even need us no more for that job. <laughs> Amen. I worked in that room where Sister Joy's working. Amen. I driven the church bus. I know what it's like, bus drivers. I know what it's like to have Sister Covington way out out east and then you got a whole nother family way out west and then you don't get back to the church then I know what it's like you know to be on sister Chrissy duty some of y'all ain't been at agape long enough to even know who anybody let me hear those was on sister Chrissy duty amen I know what it's like I had to go over here you know and, and to help out and all those things and you know she praising God and you know it's cold out there and you just trying to be patient as she gets in the house you know I know what it's like to do all those things, you know, Sunday school teacher, doing young people's stuff, all those things. But I'm telling you, singing the choir. But I'm going to tell you this. In every ministry that you work in, there's always going to be somebody that gives 110 percent. And then you're going to have somebody else in there that might give, you know, 15 on a good day. And if you always looking out your window and staring at those that are just giving 15 percent and then you start getting up in the fuss you know, all about that, what they're giving. What you ought to do is just make sure that you're giving your, whatever sacrifice you make, and make it as unto the Lord and not unto man. Because you're going to get irritated real fast when you start seeing other people who work in your auxiliary not showing up on time, fair weather type of people. Don't you let that discourage you. What's the scripture said? Be not weary in your well-doing. For in due season, what's going to happen? You will reap if you faint not. If you faint not. Come on now, but just because you got other people, you know, Brother Jamal, shout out. Now, I'm not throwing off on the other musicians. If y'all listening, you know, if you are, amen, I'm not throwing. But I appreciate his brother's faithfulness. Come on, let's hear it for Brother Jamal. I appreciate that. 
You know, and other people in here, just faithful people. You know, I know you're a young man, the mother guys, you ain't got a wife and kids yet, you know, and all that job and stuff. And so some of these other brothers, they're working and things. And so shout out to them. But it, it really just touched my heart to see uh, you over there on Sunday morning. And then what even, you know, blessed me even more to see old brother Tim. Brother Tim, just versatile, wherever he's needed. You, you need me to be a drummer, I'll be a drummer. <laughs> you know, you need me on the organ, I'll be an organist. You need me on the bass, you know, and thank God for that versatility. You know, and people, that's, how, that's the spirit we ought to have. Lord, if you need me here, I'll make that sacrifice. You know, if you, that's how we ought to be. I'm telling you, I'm the pastor of this church. And I got that nasty bathroom that's in that garage that hadn't been, I'm telling you, that thing looked like it ain't been cleaned since uh, pre-COVID. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I mean, the tr I don't know what was going on in there. I mean, the trash was, it, I, I just don't understand how we just keep walking past the trash can and you just start seeing the, the paper towels piling up and then we start balancing the paper towels against the wall. And I don't understand how we just do our business and then we just, you, you seen this just got grime all down. But as a pastor, I got down on my hands and knees. I scrubbed that toilet. I scrubbed them baseboards. I mopped that floor. I'm not above doing them type of things. Come on, somebody. Amen. Some, we, we, we give sacrificially. I'm not just talking about offerings either. You know, your time, your service. Amen. Sometimes it ought to sometimes cause you a little inconvenience. Amen. Sometimes you serving the Lord ought to make you a little uncomfortable at times. Come on, somebody. My God, you know, you, we, don't, we always want to just witness to the people who come in with, as the scripture says in the book of James, with the gay clothing on. They don't mean homosexual, but just all this clean, nice clothing on. But you don't want to talk to the person that's come in with the vile raiment on. Come on, sometimes people ain't going to be all smelling fresh all the time. I mean, I've, I've told you that before. You know, the, you know, the Lord dealt with me on that. You know, we were doing that homeless ministry for a while. And we would start bringing them. We would go pick up them guys for the mission and we would bring them in the back door. And the reason why we would bring them in the back door is because a lot of times they just wouldn't have they would. You know, you had to kind of screen them first, you know, uh, and some of them guys had odors to them and all those things. And I understood why we did it. Well intended, well, in, good intentions, but we're still wrong. You know why? Because of what the scripture says. Hello, you can't just all of a sudden take these people, make them feel like they're outcasts and all and bring them in the back. Now, let them come in the front door, stinking and all. Come on, bring them into this place, amen? And, and y'all just going to have to deal with it when they come in here. And we, yeah, maybe we can take them to the side and get them cleaned up and all those things, but be nice about it when you do it, but don't make them feel like some second-class citizen at all. Come on, somebody. Be, you just have to be uncomfortable that Sunday if somebody takes your seat, whatever it is. You know, whatever. But we, we got to, sometimes we're going to have to give God a sacrifice. Ooh, it makes us uncomfortable. Ooh, sometimes when something, it, it don't go the way that we want it to go. Or when the choir don't sing the song or the praise team don't sing the song you want them to sing and all these things, you know. But sacrifice your attitude. Put that up on the cross, your attitude. Come on. And, it, you know, I'm serious. And support those. Get behind the preachers get behind the teachers get behind the praise team and you know why I get behind people it, because I know what it's like I know what it's like to work 
you know, all the workers, you know what it's like, what it means. I see them coming in here. So I see the musicians getting here and, and, and practicing. I, I see the Sunday school teachers, you know. I know what it's like for them to prepare that lesson. And here you come dragging in at 10, you know, 30, you know, and sit down and, you know, and then your mind is somewhere else. And that person has sacrificed of their time the night before to put that lesson together. Come on, agape. We better than this. My God, we got, you know, I love that. Where, let me go back up in, the, in this book right now where it says, um, give me that. It's the scripture that says, give it to your governor. Where is that at um, in here? Um, where was that at in verse number what? Verse 8. If ye offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if ye offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor. Y'all hear that? So in other words, you got, you know, your gut, that ain't what you would do. If the governor of Indiana come into your house and just knock on your door, I hope you're you going to just offer him or any old thing. Now, I, I just want to just really drive this home point. Let me just re be real basic in elementary on tonight. All right. Come on to Sunday school, if you will. On tonight. Yeah, we got some chairs. Where are them chairs at? Okay, here's a chair. All right. Um, We're going to make a seat here. All right. Uh, brother, uh, we'll use you, Jalen. You come on up here. You're just looking real governor-ish tonight. <laughs> you know. Now, listen, if this was, you know, for my kids, if this was a little Sam, you know, sit down, Mr. Governor. Well, hold on. We got to get ready for you. Go on, Governor. We're not ready yet. Hold on. Now, if this was for my kids and I was, you know, making a meal for them, you know, I'd be like, you know, if it's just my kids and my, or if it's even for myself, I'd be like, well, you know, paper plates, that's going to be good. And you better, you better shut up and eat it. <laughs> There you go. You're good on that. You can have old, uh, let me see what else. You, I need a napkin, Daddy. All right, you better take this little paper towel. You be all right, boy. You know, man up. <laughs> I want you to have a little grit about yourself anyway. When a little boy, a little soft boy anyway, could go on him and use that paper towel. And we could just throw on up, you know, if, uh, a little spork or something. I, Daddy, I need a fork. Use that spoon. You be all right. You know, that's how we do you know, now, so, you know, but if I, that would be all right, even for me. I, I'll make that work. Anybody ever just, you know, you know, ate in the car, or you made something work, you found a paper towel, or, you know, you made a paper towel to play. That's all right. But when we're expecting somebody special, that's a difference. I mean, we got to come with it when we're expecting something special. All right. Now, how many realize that, you know, you know where I'm going with it. How many think that God is special? Oh, hold on now. I know you. Wait a minute. Some of y'all might be waiting on God to do things. Everything in your life hadn't been realized yet. All the things that the prophetic utterances haven't happened yet. All your hopes and dreams haven't. But how many people still believe God and still believe God is great and he's greatly to be praised? Now, don't do it for me. I don't need the hand clap. I mean, I, I really don't need any reassurance tonight. Oh, tonight. If you're going to praise God, praise God because you really think he's great. I don't need you throwing the dog a bone tonight. Amen. But if, if, if we really felt like, God, this is about God, you know, then I'm, a, I'm going all out. I'm going to go back and get the little flower out the kitchen. <laughs> They've been there for, that flower been there about 30 years, Lord. But that flower, hold, that flower holding up still look good. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to get the nice type of stuff. Ooh, I feel like the governor is coming. Ooh, let me, let me get out. I mean, he, it's a special I don't want to just throw any old raggedy thing out. He can't be drinking out paper clubs. Sam, start cleaning up. Micah, get the good china out. Girl, come on. We got the, we got the governor coming. Ooh, get the gold, whatever them things is called. 
placemat. Get them out of here. Because, ooh, come on, governor, and come on in. Have a seat. You know, and if we start really showing him what he's worth, come on, get the fine china out. Can I offer you anything while you're here? Perhaps while you're waiting, you want a little cup of coffee? Oh, would you like cream with that, sir? That's, I'm telling you, you know how we do? We make people feel special because guess what? They are special. And that's how I want, when we come into church, God is special. He deserves our reverence. He deserves the sacrifice of our praise. Come on, somebody, because you know he's good and because you know he's great. That's why I want to hear you put your hands together. Amen, amen. All right, I appreciate you, Mr. Governor. Let's leave the table spread on tonight. Amen. But it's that, it's that attitude. I'm not mad at a single individual within this church. But what I'm upset in is the, is the attitude. That's gotten baked into the culture, I will say, of this church. Just I don't know how it's happened, but I, I'm just noticing the, the casual regard that we have towards certain things. My God, the indifference that we have. How can it be God's praise? God, this is his praise. His praise is and his praise. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Not, not my praises, not the pastors, not your his praise. But yet during praise service, how are we just scattered all about everywhere, you know, doing any old thing? Everything seems like it's just more important than us bringing our minds in here and giving, posturing ourselves to receive from God and to give to God. Somebody in here, you ought to draw your mind back in and really realize where you are. This is the house of God. Come on, church. I know you've been here for 25, 30 years, but this is the house of God. And you will reverence the house of God. We will reverence the house of God. My God, I'm not having it. Now, I know, you know, listen, I might be just two months in or whatnot. And I'm trying to be real, real kind and real, real sweet. I hope y'all like me, but I'm not having it. I would rather just be in here with just a few people. If you got to go, you got to go. They really love God. They would reverence God. And if we got to build this place back up from the ground up, my God, I'd rather just go ahead and just build it from the ground. Get up out of here because we will reverence the house of God. I love him that much. I care about him. He's been that good to me. Somebody just help this boy. Give this great big car some praise. He deserves the sacrifice. The sacrifice. I know you don't always feel like praising God, but he deserves the sacrifice of praise. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. My God. My God. I know sometimes some of y'all barely make it in here. I understand. I sympathize you. But even on your bad day, your worst day, he still deserves the praise. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, anybody. Hallelujah, everybody. My God. Yes, Lord. My God, we're going to get this thing together somehow. You know, I already know. I feel I got heaven backing me up. My God, I appreciate everybody. <laughs> they come along my side and try to talk some sense into me, you know. I readily admit that I'm, a, uh, that I'm a novice in many regards. My God, but when I feel like I got heaven on my side, get up out of my way. I rebuke, you know, just like, you know, Chief looked at Peter, I rebuke you, Satan, you know. Peter's like, oh, you know, I can imagine. But sometimes we don't understand, you know, and we're we trying to help and we try, you know, to do those things. But we don't, we, we don't understand what God wants to do. 
God wants his house to be reverenced. And he wants to be he, he wants to be recognized, appreciated, loved, honored. My God, you know, you're like, am I a father? Where's my where's my respect? Am I the where's my honor if I'm the father? My God. Hallelujah. All right. Let's keep on going in here. We're in the book of Malachi for those of y'all um, that have got here. I, I wasn't trying to turn this into Sunday morning preaching. But you know, sometimes well, when I feel the Holy Ghost. It's all right. Hashiah. Glory. It is. Truth anyhow. Amen. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's keep where we leave off at verse number nine. We just keep on going down. Let's read just a little bit more. And now I pray you beseech God that you will be gracious unto us. Um, this hath been by your means. Will you regard your person, saith the Lord her? So in other words, you're going to regard people. You know, some of us, we do more for people than we do for God. All right. This is loaded. I mean, this is word. This is, it's just loaded word. You know, come on, this beat me up too. I got to do better. I, it, within all of us, all of us, I got to do better. All right. This is a challenging word. Who is there even among you that would shut the doors for not? All right, neither do you kindle fire on mine altar for not. I love this. I have no pleasure in you, saith the Lord of hosts. Neither will I accept an offering at your hand. You hear that? All right, now, verse number 10. Give me that in the, in the translation, uh, New Living, please. That would be good. How I wish one of you would just shut the temple doors. Y'all hear that? Now, I'm telling you this. I read this after I had already made up in my mind, and I, I know it's of God. It just felt like, just shut those doors. Shut this place off. If we're not going to reverence God, shut the doors. Get the people out. And then all of a sudden, I just, I read this, and I think to myself, Lord, I hear you. You know, it's how I wish one of you would shut the temple doors so that these worthless sacrifices could not be offered. In other words, what God said, if you ain't going to give me your best, if you ain't going to do what I, what, what I deserve, then please don't do nothing at all. Don't just hand me on no sloppy mess. You know, and if I was going to give this a title on tonight, you know, this little message, you know what the message would be? It is what it would be. It would be leftovers. Wherever I got left over, that's what I give God. You know, the governor done came, <laughs> sat down. But governor, well, we can't prepare nothing special for you, governor. I mean, we just going to give some old, what's this? It ain't even in a good Tupperware dish. This is something from KFC that we done washed out. <laughs> There's some, there's some old pasta salad that we done had out the other day. You know, Lord, I had a little bit of this left over. And I had, a, what else we had left? We done, well, Lord, I had a little biscuit, two biscuits left. They done ate all the rest of them. And any old other thing, Lord, you know, I spent all my money. And I got about... I got a little crumbled up dollar left to put in the offering. I, you know, it, it, that's just a, a, a principle that you see all throughout the word, you know, giving God the, your first fruits. First, take his off the top, you know. Come on, take his off the top, you know. There's some old chicken that I had left up in here, whatever, whatever energy I have left. Lord, you know, them kids wore me out getting them ready for church, and I can't, I'm just too tired, praise God. Brother Jason doing, doing the most today anyway. <laughs> you know, oh, I, you know, I didn't, you know, it's just whatever our excuses are, you know, just to hand God any old thing. And I just, I hear God tell, it's a, almost as if it's a warning. I, and I, one thing, the reason why I'm going to close these doors off 
is because I don't want God to shut this place down permanently. Y'all hear that? There's a whole lot of, you know, churches that basically had their glory days and have become Ichabod. What's that word Ichabod mean? The glory of the Lord has departed. Not on my watch. I'm going to let you know that right now. Not on this pastor's watch. I can't allow the glory of the Lord. I need the glory of the Lord. I need his presence. I need to feel his anointing. Oh, it's not worth it. Us losing the anointing. Amen. There's a few folks that get offended and whatnot. No, it's all right. Be offended. Sometimes I think in church we need to be offended. Seriously. You know, we live in this just so, you know, we can't give in to this uh, generation of these, these real, I mean, just, I mean, where are they feelings on the sleeve? I always got church hurt for something. I mean, we just had church hurt. You be all right. You know, if you, you know, come on. You, you, grow up. All of us. We need to tell ourselves, grow up. Amen. I, I feel like the church, it ought to be that place when you're in sin. You ought to be just sit there and just feel comfortable. Ooh, when you're in sin, it ought to be something. You start wiggling around in your seat and say, oh, Lord, I got to get right with you, Lord. You've been good to me, God. How can I treat you this way when you've been so kind to me and loved to me? And then you start to feel God's presence in it. It starts to cause you to do some, some self-evaluation and some repenting along the way and start to allow you to give some things up that you know you ought not be dibbling and dabbling in. My God. Talking about sins of commission. You know, sometimes we always worry about things that we commit, things that we do. You know, and then we feel like, oh, I didn't commit adultery. I didn't commit a fornication. I didn't do these things. But the sin of omission, what did you omit? What did you fail to give God? Oh, my God. When I, for, for, when I refuse to give you my praise, when I refuse to give you my time, when I allow my life to get so busy that I don't have no time for you, God. Oh, we got to watch those things as, as saints of God. When I allow myself to get so cumbered about with much serving and I miss the better part. Come on, church worker. Talking to all the little church workers in here, the little church bees flying around the place all the time. Sit your tail down. Sit down. My God, and hear the word of God. Or, or stand up and be involved in the praise and the worship. My God, you might have to sacrifice and come in on Monday or, or Wednesday or come in on some off night. Amen. A lot of times we want to schedule all these meetings during church because we don't want to come in and make the sacrifice of our time and come in other times. Time out for all that. Man. Get in and get in the house of God. Get in the sanctuary. Get plugged into the worship. Get plugged into the praise and watch God bless this place. Somebody put a praise on it right now. Oh my God. We got to reverence God. We have to reverence God. Reverence, reverence, reverence him. Be careful. Hallelujah. That you always, that you reverence God. That you realize that you hold him to a high regard. Ooh. Oh, my Lord. All right. Where we leave off at, y'all? All right. Verse number 10. I, oh, I'm sorry, y'all. If you're if you feeling beat up tonight. It's all, if you're feeling beat up, all right, you'll heal on up. Amen. You'll heal up after a while. All right. Where we at? Verse number 11. Um, for from the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. In other words, if you don't want to praise him, somebody will. Now, Israel, you might not want to regard me. You might not want to pray, but I'm going to have myself a people. My God, and I would love for this church, for us to be a part of what God is doing. 
my Lord. Hallelujah. My name shall be great among the Gentiles, and in every place incense shall be offered unto my name in a pure offering. For not my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. My God, if you won't pray in the rocks to cry out, if you won't pray, I'll find some heathen to praise him. You know what I, my God, it brought me back to just what happened uh, the other day. You know, I had given out different money. And I hope, it, listen, let me go back. I didn't want to uh, fail to give more instruction on that. I don't know if I wanted to make sure I really did a clear job on that. I gave you that money, for those of you all who got it, that was an investment that this church made. Amen. I only, as the pastor, I only have so many hands and feet. Amen. All right. Now, and so what we need is more soldiers. And so I just sent you out almost like creating an investment. All right. And I know sometimes there are high risk investments. Anybody know about investments, making investments? They'll tell you right up the top. This is a, this is a low risk investment, you know, and, you know, you don't have the potential of, of gaining much in this investment. And so, you know, you, you know, it's a low investment. But then there's some investments, a high risk investment. And then, but it also can give a high return. And so I thought to myself, well, you know what? This church, we, you know, the Lord has blessed us. I feel like we can afford to make a high-risk investment. And so what we did, you don't, you don't see very many pastors doing that, trust me. You know, and, and so we just put some cash in your hand. And that money was for you to go out and for you to find somebody that you can bless, somebody that you can help. And then you invite them to church with no strings attached. My God, this is about kingdom building, not just building up agape. Come on, somebody. If they don't come to this church, hey, I will, maybe the Lord will allow them to come to this church. But if that soul is planted somewhere else and gets planted in the kingdom of God, oh, my soul will be satisfied because it's all about kingdom building. Come on, somebody. It's not just about building up agape. This church got to be part, it's part of something bigger than us. It's about kingdom building. Come on, y'all. Hallelujah. Our God, one man plant, one man waters, but it's what? God that gives the increase. Amen. Amen. I believe God, God's bigger than this place. I thank God for what we have here. Amen. And don't, so don't get discouraged. Saints of God, there's times that you might witness to somebody and you might not see them spring up, you know, in your house of worship. Amen. But you don't know what God can do. God got a way of doing networking, allowing that soul to cross paths with another individual. Next thing you know, he'll, he'll plant them somewhere else in a whole other state. <laughs> and next thing you know, you'll see him on the other side shouting around the Lord's throne. My God. And you look up in your crown here. You got another jewel in your crown. My God, because of some soul that you witnessed to. Lay not treasures up on earth where moth and dust corrupt. But how many people are here laying up some treasures up in heaven? Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. Some of y'all right now, you broke as a joke. You don't know where your next uh, bill, how it's going to get paid. My God. But wait just a minute. You still rich, child of God. Hallelujah. You are rich, my God. Hallelujah. Just wait a little while. Wait a little while, little children. My God, this is going to pay. Pay ain't coming after a while. It's going to pay off. Be encouraged. So take courage. Hallelujah. Hope thou in God, my Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Um, let's keep on going here from the right. All right. We already got down to maybe verse 13. Ye said also, behold, what a weariness is it. How are you going to say it's a weariness to serve God? Hmm. You know, that's how we can be careful that we don't get that way. I, and let's, let me just keep it real. Has anybody in here ever felt weary in their service towards God? I know I have. There has been some times that I've had to check myself. You know, come on. And, and then sometimes we just start working for the Lord. And then the next thing you know, it just becomes religious. We're just going through the motions and we just kind of here and just, we can just, you know, come to church because we just kind of have become a worker bee. We just kind of have set that pattern of behavior within our lives, our hearts somewhere else. Hey Amen. everybody in here, I want you to get your heart back in it. Mm. Draw your mind back in. 
The Lord loves a what? A cheerful giver. A lot of times we apply that to just giving offerings in the plate, but the Lord loves a cheerful bus driver. The Lord loves a cheerful Sunday school teacher. The Lord loves a cheerful praise team leader, a cheerful choir member, a cheerful usher. Don't mean on me. Oh, please, especially usher. By the way, we need to get a greeter in this place. Ooh, I'm so glad I thought about that. Right now, it keeps on slipping my mind. When people come in these doors, I need somebody at that door greeting the people. Amen? I mean, and welcome them in. Well, it'd be a friendly face. And then when they get here, they ought to be surrounded by a whole bunch more friendly faces. Real talk. If, so you don't see somebody, whose job is that? Everybody point to yourself. You the greeter. Y'all hear that? Whose job is that? Sister Donna, whose job is that? You the greeter. Hey, man, I just met this lady at the YMCA today. You would agree. <laughs> she told, you told me it was coming next week. <laughs> you sure can. I didn't make it Sunday. I was in the church and the dime kept falling out. And I'm like, I got the message, Lord, and I left my food and came back over here. Oh, wow. Well, we're so glad to have you here. This is your official agape welcome. Welcome to Agape Apostolic Faith Assembly, the Father's Church. The church that'll love you till life. <laughs> Amen. I met her at the YMCA today. Amen. And she was taking care of little Sam today. We got in the conversation, but I'm glad you're here today. Amen. Amen. God is good. Uh, I'm really, I'm about just done with this, you know, but I mean, I just thought that this was just so loaded with information, you know, uh, and things that we need to do. And I mean, Malachi, I'm telling you, you know, you read that it's got a lot of little, Ooh, it's got a lot of little whoopings in it. We can just keep going for me. Y'all want to just read a little while. All right. Now, if somebody need to go out there and put some, some, put some ointment on your wound, <laughs> it's cute because it's only going to get worse. <laughs> you know, all right, here we go. Um, you, somebody need to put, go put extra drawers on, some more pants on. I remember, boy, back when I was growing up, boy, we knew, saw the, we knew it when Daddy was about to give out whoopings, but we start preparing ourselves. Lord, like, we know Daddy mag. Oh, go put a hurry up, put some extra drawers on, some extra pants on. Daddy, <laughs> y'all know, y'all, none of y'all know that, y'all. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. All right. <laughs> All right. Get back. Let's get back on track here. All right. Um, help me stay on track here, y'all. I need almost a human bookmark. Weariness is it. All right. Verse 13. But behold, what a weariness is it. And ye have snuffed at it, saith the Lord of hosts. And ye brought that which was torn and the lame and the sick. Thus she brought an offering. How are you going to call that an offering? Should I accept this of your hand, saith the Lord? But cursed be the deceiver which hath in his flock a male and vowed. Now look at this. You vowed to give that male and sacrificeth unto the Lord a corrupt thing. In other words, you're just doing it for show. You just, you up here, you vow and you say, oh, you know, it's, this is almost like the scenario in the uh, New Testament. Let me give a little quiz. Who can tell me the names that I'm thinking about right now? Uh, starts, one starts with an A, one starts with an S. And then, and then a lot of times we think that they got in trouble, but we miss why they got in trouble. Ananias and Sapphira, all right? Let, go to, find that for me and let's go there. That's in Acts somewhere. We're at four? 30. Okay, amen, Sister Sean. Sister Donna, you're supposed to be helping me. Where is it at? Help me out. Find it. Flip through your box. You, you know, you know. You could probably tell. You don't even need to see it. You could probably just tell the whole story as it is. I know you can. I believe in you. I do. I know she know a whole lot. All right, uh, let's put, you got it up there? Where is it at? Thank you, Sister Brown. Acts chapter number five. But a certain man named Ananias 
with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. All right. Now, check this out. A lot of times, you know, in Malachi is also, let me just set this up for a second. This is also um, where we get, will a man rob God? And how have you robbed me? You know, with tithes and with offerings. Um, I believe that's maybe in chapter number. Um, oh, and I know y'all want to argue. Oh, there's so many people that want to argue. Oh, Old Testament times, Old Covenant, and all these things. But I, as you argue, check, just make sure you check your attitude. You know, just check your attitude. You know, when we, when we always just trying to find a loophole or something and just want to ration God. I, I would just be real careful. You know, even if you was right about some certain things, you know, just to, you know, I want to, Lord, you know, for me personally, I, let me just use this little dry Popeye's biscuit <laughs> as an example. I, or churches, whatever this biscuit, this is a, this look like a Popeye's. But uh, if the Lord say, give me 10% of this biscuit, about 10%. I mean, 10% he wants, and then and for, and, and our money is like a little dry biscuit to the Lord. He don't need your money. I mean, I mean the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, and those that dwell therein. The cattle on a thousand hills belong. If I was hungry, I wouldn't have told you nothing about it. Come on here, you know, Hello? And so that, that's what it is. You know, to, you think you're just giving something so grand and, you know, your, your little money. Come on. And so, you know, but if 10% was this and then 90, this is your, you get to manage this 90% and all. You mean to tell me, come on. To me, I, I feel like that that's just, a, that's reasonable. Uh, you know, and then when I, when I go over here and I look in the book of Acts and then you start to see, let's go first before we hit uh, Acts chapter number five. And it's totally off the cuff. Go down to Acts two um, towards the very end of it. Um, Acts 2, give me like the last five verses of Acts chapter number 2, possibly. Just work with me for a minute, y'all. I got just a few minutes left. Acts chapter 2, and then we're going to get over, back over here. Acts chapter number 2. All right. Praising God and having favor with all people. Go back one verse real fast. Verse 46. And they continually, daily, with one accord. Ooh! Oh, thank you, Lord. I hear your Holy Ghost. That's what this church about to do. We're going to get on one accord. We're going to get on one accord. We're going to collect ourselves. We're going to stop being all divided. We're going to get on one accord. All right? With one accord in the temple and breaking... Now, hold on. I just broke that biscuit. Lord, I hear you. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting too deep. All right. All right. But breaking bread from house to... <laughs> you know, I can just only wonder. Lord, was that you? All right. Did, did eat their meat with gladness... And singleness of heart. Come on here, verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Verse 48, keep going. I believe it's more. Is that it? That's it? Well, you got to go back some more. No, 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 no. Go back some more. I missed it. All right, go back. You're going to have to go back to 45 and 44. And all that believe were together, there it is, and had all things common. Come on, verse 45. And sold their possessions. Now, you complain about your 10%, but when these people who came out of the law received the Holy Ghost, these people were so just joyful and communal. Y'all wouldn't survive then. I mean, they just selling all the possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. Now, I'm talking about that's some New Testament type of giving, you know? I mean, it's where it's not like you know, we just are just uh, being grudging toward God. Now, these people can give 
not out of this obligation of this tithe or 10%, but now they can give freely from their heart. And notice when they, when they came out of the law, they end up even giving even more. My God. All right. All right. Now we're going to drive that home point even further home, but let's go over here back to Acts chapter number five, Ananias and Sapphira. Give me back to where sister um, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. All right, verse 2. Uh-huh. Come on, read. Uh-huh. And brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. All right, verse 3. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? Now, check that out. That's what I'm talking about. It was a lie. Now, it wasn't that they were just required to give that, but if you're going to say you're going to give it, and it, yeah, but don't act like you're doing something when you're not doing that because then it's a lie. My God. And then, we don't, and then I'm going to tell you this, don't follow a lie because if you follow a lie, you're going to get the same thing that the original liar got. All right? Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land. Verse number four, the Lord sees, I mean, he sees our motives behind things. Who he can just look right be, beyond, you know, you know, God sees that. Even, sometimes even we can see a lie, you know, and sometimes, I'm going to tell you what, it ain't even always discernment. Sometimes you just, you just, uh, you ain't even a good liar. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know, a person ain't got the Holy Ghost and they saw that lie. <laughs> While it remained, and was it not thine own? Wasn't it yours? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Didn't you have it in your power? And why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men. You thought we were just lying to me, but unto God. Watch yourself. All right, verse number five. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. Verse number six, please. And the young men arose, wound him up, and carried him off out and, bur and buried him. Now, here come his wife. Now, a curious question. Why didn't somebody tell that woman? You know, I think it was Sister Brown that brought that up to me. She was like, as much as women like to talk, why didn't y'all get her? And tell you know your husband just fell over. Girl, your husband died. You know, it's, it's always a town cry. Then she hear from somebody, he just fell over dead. Don't come in there lying. You know, somebody could have helped her out. But look what she does. Verse number seven. And it was about the space of three. Now, they had a whole three hours to tell this woman what happened. When his wife, not knowing what was done, came in, she must have just been off to herself. Hold on, stop right there. There's another little lesson within the lesson that we can learn. Watch when you just off to yourself. Watch when you just, you come to church. You know, some of us are in church, but we're not in fellowship. You know, seriously, when you isolate yourself, some people have been a member at this church for years, but you're not in fellowship. You know, you don't, you don't nobody know nothing about you. You know, that, they, these people broke bread from house to house. Some of us, you know, we're just so guarded. You know, and you're scared of being hurt so bad. And I understand you're scared of being hurt, but why are you holding up your defense? You're blocking out blessings as well. Be careful. And you might, yeah, you might get some blows in the church. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes church does hurt, but there's a whole lot of blessings that'll come your way as well. Hello, somebody. Can I get one amen? Amen. Come on. Let's stick together, saints of God. And so she's all by, so listen. Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yay, for so much. So here she goes. She had a chance to be warned, you know, couldn't found out about her husband. You know, she off somewhere, you know, 
And next thing you know, look what happens. Verse 9, then Peter said unto her, how is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door, and they're going to carry you out too. Amen. All right, now listen, I don't want nothing like that to happen to people at all. And I definitely, and more importantly, I don't want anything like that to happen to this church. And so we're going to get this thing together, seriously, because I really feel like, you know, it, it gives me pause. It does. As the pastor of this assembly, it gives me pause when I hear so much confirmation. Seriously, it, it just take a minute. When I, when I, the, when the word, when the Holy Ghost begins to stir me up in a certain way, and then I start to get confirmation, after confirmation that God is not pleased, God is not pleased, God is not pleased, then it starts to concern me, and it starts to put a little fear in me. I mean, I sat at my desk today, and I'm not just saying this, it was a little, uh, some fear came up in me, you know, about, because it was just so much, uh, it was a surreal amount of confirmation that came over. We got to get this thing together, um, seriously, and we got to be on one accord. We can't afford to be divided. Lord is sending warning to this house, I'm telling you now, we're going to shut these doors on Sunday morning. I want to assemble us in this fellowship hall for us to collect our minds, collect ourselves. And then when we come in this place, we're going to give God our attention. All right. We're going to give him the sacrifice of praise. Amen. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, you know, everybody on Sunday morning, I don't know if everybody will get a chance to, to testify. It ain't, one thing I remember that the saints of Agape of old would always teach me, your testimony will not go bad. It will not spoil. Bring it back to night service. Make the sacrifice of coming back to night service. Amen. Hello, somebody. And let me tell you this. There is a difference between a praise and a testimony. There might be some times where I ask for testimonies, you know, and a praise isn't a testimony. A praise is, you know, God is so great. God is good. He's wonderful. He's kind. He's loving. He's long-suffering. He's been so good to me. That's a praise. A testimony is when God has brought you out of a particular test. You're not going to have a testimony every week. You know why? Because some weeks you're going to still be in that test. And then some weeks you might not have a test at all, you know, and you're going to give somebody else a turn to tell their story, you know. And so I don't know exactly how we're going to do this on Sunday morning, but we're going to get it together and we're going to usher in the presence of the Lord. What's important to me is that we just get in God's presence. That's what's more important than anything else. You know, can't you sacrifice your little uh, Two minutes of, uh, of, of fame or whatever it is that you want, you know, uh, and I'm not even saying I'm not even throwing off. Let me rephrase that. Can't you just sacrifice your two minutes of testimony time for the presence of the Lord? Can't you just yield? I see a big yield sign up. Couldn't you just yield to the presence of the Lord? So if we don't get to you, would you be so offended that God wanted to move in the service and do something else and you didn't get a chance to testify. And it was so important for you to tell your two-minute testimony that you had to block out God. I'm telling you what, if God want to override this service, ooh, my God, I put the mic down, my God. How time I was shy. I'll sit down, whatever I got to do, whatever I, where I'll yield myself over to the prayer, because he can do far more for us than any one person in this room can do. Don't you know, I was, I'm going to tell you this too, I was, I was concerned also as a pastor, just so much information out here, it's almost just overwhelming. When you look at this book and you know, this, I mean, a, a wealth of information, where do I start? How do I give the word to the people? And the Lord just settled my spirit, just preach my word. You can, he told, preach my word. You can preach a message and it'll hit every last person in a different way. Same word, same message 
goes out. And yet it finds different people in different areas of their life. The Holy Ghost knows how to get in the word of God and begin to minister to souls and to hearts and minds. Hallelujah. We will let God have his way in this place. Somebody stand to your feet one more time and give God the praise. Come on, I can't hear you. Come on, give God the sacrifice of praise. The sacrifice of praise. Somebody who don't feel like praising. I dare you to praise God. I don't feel I haven't come out of the test yet, but God is still good. God is still great. Brother Jason, I'm still in the fire, but my God is able. God is still good to me. God is still blessing and keeping me. Come on and give me praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Shana Messiah. Hila Bahari, oh, Shatanda. Hila Messiah. Oh, God, you are good, God. I rebuke every spirit of hindrance and distraction off of this place. God, you will be glorified. You will be magnified. Hallelujah. Let your glory abide and abode in this place. Hallelujah.